0: Thanks for listening to the Protectors of the Wood Adventure Series.
1: And remember, everyone can make a difference.
2: The Protectors of the Wood Adventure Series. Episode number 148. How Guys Think... Abby and Jeremy helped Chi-Chi load the chipper into the trailer. The heat was overpowering. After Chi-Chi drove off, Abby and Jeremy stood in silence. Finally, Abby spoke sarcastically.
3: Well, thanks, Jeremy. See you later.
2: She hadn't intended to sound sarcastic, but she felt that it came out that way. She turned to go... Wait, can we
3: talk for a minute? You know we're not supposed to socialize in the churchyard, much less here. I'm not free to chat.
1: Well, walk into the back as if we're working.
2: Abby couldn't find a reason to say no, so she followed him into the privet fort. He turned to face her. Well?
1: I can see you're mad at me. What is it?
3: Is that so hard to see? You say you'll follow me anywhere, but you don't even say hello. You're cold. You don't bring my stuff. You ignore me. <laughs> Isn't that enough?
1: But Abby, what would happen if we give the impression of being a couple? Maybe I'm wrong, but, but I think what we're doing here would fall apart. At least that's a fair possibility. We can't date or even get to know each other in that way. There are close friends who would be hurt.
3: But I'm supposed to think like that. I'm not psychic. That's not how guys think. When a guy says that, you know, it means that he doesn't like her that much.
1: You're wrong there. You don't really know how I feel about you. It's just that it's all wrapped up in what we're doing. You're the leader. Without you we're nothing. My job is to be well kind of like your lieutenant. Same as Phoebe, George, Stephanie, Eddie, Sarah. Others join all the time. Isaiah and Ishmael and Callie too, we're we're your team. You're the only one who knows what we're really doing. And we can't just throw this away.
3: Isaiah's smarter than me. So are the rest of you.
1: It's not about being smart. Isaiah has somewhat of a different job. That's all. We really do care about each other. Please, let's not forget that.
2: They fell into each other and embraced. They both knew they would not kiss, but they held each other tight. Abby closed her eyes. They stood that way for a few seconds. Suddenly she heard two faint clicking sounds, immediately followed by a brief scraping noise. Her eyes were now wide open. But there was nothing unusual to see. Abby gasped. (gasps) What was that? Did you hear that? She ran a few steps to the wall. The leaf pile was so high that the top edge of the wall was only about two feet over her head. She pulled herself up and looked over into the wooded area and the cornfield beyond. The late summer branches and leaves were dense, hiding much of the ground. Nothing moved. Jeremy joined her, but noticed nothing. They fell back onto the leaves. Abby went down on her knees, lowered her head, and began to pound her fists into the leaves, crying and cursing in fury. Jeremy stared in horror. Every time,
3: every time I try to have a little something, every time I try to live a little, something bad happens.
2: She looked up at Jeremy, her face contorted with pain and stained with tears.
3: I'm jinxed. It's always like this. I can't stand it anymore.
1: You think it was a stalker?
3: Well, don't you think so? Didn't you hear that sound?
1: To tell you the truth, I barely hear anything. Maybe like something moving over a stone. I'm not all sure it was a stalker.
3: Perhaps I'm going crazy.
1: No. It's understandable. I don't know how to take it. This is a direct threat against you, and
3: it's dangerous. I shouldn't feel so sorry for myself. It's just as hard for George and Reverend Tuck, in their own way.
1: Abby, how long has this been going on?
3: As long as I can remember.
1: Well, that's too long, Abby. We need to make sure you're safe. Abby, you could come to the gas station if you need a safe place to stay. Let's think of a code word you can say when you're in danger.
3: Hmm. How about crows?
1: Okay. That works. Uh, Does Reverend Tuck know about the Stalkers?
2: Abby shook her head. She didn't want to tell Tuck because she feared the notion of losing her new home. If Tuck knew about all of the drama and the stalkers that she had brought with her, surely he would tell her that she would need to find a new place to live.
1: There must be something I could do. Stay here, I'll be back.
2: Jeremy took a head shear from the tool shed and proceeded to pretend to cut some bushes near the gate. He looked at the man standing on the sidewalk and said,
1: Pleasant day we're having here. Are you from around here?
2: The stalker ignored Jeremy's words and walked away. Jeremy walked back to Abby, held her hands and reassured her feelings.
1: I can see that you are angry, stressed, afraid, and even numb about these stalkers.
2: Jeremy noticed that Abby was holding back the tears in her eyes. He said,
1: Abby, it's okay to walk away from these situations that are stressful, harmful, and triggering. Now that I care about you, And so does Phoebe, George, Stephanie, Eddie, Sarah, Callie, and Reverend Tuck. Just know that you can come to the garage and stay on the couch if you ever need a safe place to stay. Make sure you have a backpack ready, full of what you need in case you need to leave in a hurry for your safety.
3: Thanks, Jeremy. You don't know how hard this has been on me.
2: Jeremy looked at his watch and said,
1: I need to leave now. Jim needs me at the gas station. Call me if you're ever in danger or just come to the gas station.
2: Thanks, Jeremy. Jeremy put the head shear back in the tool shed and then hugged Abby. They both departed down their own paths Abby went into the cottage and made sure all the windows were locked and she played her guitar. She understood now how and why Jeremy ignored her kiss. Abby was happy to know that she had a safe place to go to and that Jeremy saw the stalkers and the struggles she was facing.
0: Takes so much more than all you've got to give Reach for me, reach for me, cause I'm all out of strength. Just keep me going, give me hope that it matters and i follow the way it's showing, reach for me, reach for me, cause I'm all out of strength today. There, tell me, are you in there? Does anyone hear my call? It's got to mean, got to mean something that's anything near at all. Which for may reach for me, cause I'm all out of strength today.